Hey there, my name is Mei Ling. I'm a certified life coach and trauma trained practitioner and welcome to my podcast, Finding Freedom in the Hologram. Hello friends, welcome to episode 2 of season 5. Now today we're going to touch upon something a little bit different because we are talking about my coaching philosophy. <laughs> Yes, so I've got quite a few new listeners out there. Buzzsprout gives me a summary of how many episodes are downloaded and it's pretty amazing because it blows my mind, frankly, to think about how many people have downloaded episodes of my podcast. And I'm pretty sure not all of them, not all of you are traders, but the principles that I talk about of mindset, of behavior, of establishing habits of why the brain does what the brain does, you know. This can be applied and be useful to everybody. So I want to go and delve deeper into why I coach the way I do and where does it all fit in for you. So number one, I'm really in the business of well-being. I was an optometrist for pretty much almost a decade and I saw tens of thousands of patients. And... You know, when I see why people do the things they do, I would give them, for example, patients with contact lenses, right? There's a contact lens regimen. You have to be consistent and disciplined with your hygiene because unlike a t-shirt, a contact lens is technically a medical device that you put in your eye and you can get infections. And there are some really nasty bacteria that if you get infected with that bacteria and they find a weakness in your cornea, which is the first layer of the front of your eye, and they go in and they infect your eye, you can lose your eyesight within 48 hours. Pseudonomus aeruginosa. You do not want that bacteria <laughs> to be in your eye. So I'm pretty strict when it comes to my patients and their hygiene regimen. And I believe that you make it a habit. You no longer think about it right? It's kind of like brushing your teeth. So how we establish habits and how the brain does that, the neural pathways. So for me, I got into the business of optometry, of medical, of healthcare is because I want well-being for my patients, well-being for other people. And I knew I didn't want to be a surgeon because I have a pretty obsessive personality and if I became a surgeon and I worked in hospitals, I knew that my entire life would be eat, breathe and sleep medicine and surgery. Like I would have no life outside outside of that. So I didn't want that. And I wanted something that gave me a little bit more of a balance. So that's why I went to optometry instead. But now, as you know, I'm no longer that. <laughs> I am a coach and I'm also a trader. And I am also an environmental and social impact assessment consultant. So I do contracts for the government and for consultancies, basically because this business of well-being extends to not just human beings, but also to our environment. Because guess what? We feel the best when our environment feels good to us, when our surroundings feel good to us. I remember working in hospitals whereby the acid green of the walls, the paint color, the fluorescent lighting, 
and the smell of disinfectant. Or I remember in the medical building at the University of Melbourne, you would walk in and then you could smell in the smell of formaldehyde. It just makes you want to cringe. You know, your whole body just contracts and you're like, I do not want to be here. <laughs> right? So your environment is very important. The people that you hang around is important. The communities, places where you can hang out together, places where your kids can play in a playground safe together. You know, so the way we plan where we want our surroundings to be and for governments, you know, state governments and local councils, how they plan the neighborhoods, the communities so that people want to live there. That is all important. And I find that a very fascinating and very satisfying area to work in as well. So being able to design, being able to think about how a place affects people indirectly and their well-being also gives me lots of satisfaction and pleasure. So I love doing that as well. And all of these are so many different ways that I can achieve financial freedom. So besides being in the business of well-being, I believe in financial freedom. When I used to only rely on my optometry paycheck, I was pretty miserable. I was definitely overworked drained and exhausted and I worked in places in large corporate organizations where I just didn't agree with upper management because they were all about profits. It's a very different kind of profit, you know, <laughs> than, than, than your trading profits. It's about profits of how much can we squeeze out of this one person who came in into the store, into the practice. And even though I was meant to have full autonomy of how I conducted and consulted with my patients, the moment they stepped out of my consulting room, the optical dispensers and the other staff had a hold on them. They could upsell. They could oversell. You know, I, I saw a lot about the industry. I knew the inside outs. And there were there was just so many things that made me so frustrated, sometimes disgusted. And I was just like, I just need an out. And I was agonizing over the the choice, you know, of this is a very lucrative industry. I studied so many years. I'm a well-known expert in my field. And to uh, the idea of giving that up, because I had leverage, right? So I was giving up all that leverage cost, the sunk cost that I was already, that I already had put in through. So the idea of actually pivoting and switching to something else different entirely was really quite a frightening thought. And everybody told me I was crazy, but my heart knew inside of me. I just knew the very depths of my soul. I just knew there was something else for me. I had to leave. So I did. My coaching philosophy as well is that anything is possible. There's possibility for you. There's possibility to achieve financial freedom for you. Because that's what I did. Despite everybody and circumstances, everything just seemed to, <laughs> to be going against me, you know? But I just knew, like, I have to die trying. This was nowhere, no way to live the way I was living my life. I was like, it cannot be this way. And I climbed to the top very quickly. I was head of the contact lens clinic at the ophthalmology department in the Dunedin Hospital, the Southern Otago District Health Board in New Zealand. And I was also voted chairperson of the New Zealand Association of Optometrists in Otago, all by the tender age of 26. <laughs> it was a lot of responsibility at that age. And I fought for it, but 
I was also very young. And everybody else was in their mid to late 40s or 50s, you know, professors. And it was very hard because work was my life. And all the other 20-something-year-olds were having fun. (laughs) But I had big responsibilities. I just wanted to have fun and travel. But at the same time, I was so worried about money. And I was so worried about, frankly, I was also worried about what my parents would think. You know, how disappointed they were going to be. Also about what other people thought. Did they think that I was dumb and stupid to give it all away? But in the end, I did it. And I don't regret it. But it was really bloody hard, I have to say, (laughs) during that time. Just before and during. It wasn't an easy, smooth ride. It was a pretty hard slog. But sticking to what I believe was true to my soul, sticking to that integrity and following through has been something that I'm so proud of myself for. And I believe that if you need coaching in terms of courage and commitment, courage to take that big leap, and you need coaching for commitment for seeing it through despite all the difficulties coming up against you, if you resonate with this, book a call with me because I can coach you. I have been through it. <laughs> I can totally understand, especially when it's your culture, your upbringing, your parents, the very closest people who know how to press all your buttons that are telling you that you're insane, that are worried for you. It's their fears that are talking. It's not because they don't love you. It's their fears of how the world can sometimes seem like a harsh and uncaring place. They're worried about your safety, about your financial security. And I'm telling you right now that it is possible. So I'm a coach that stands for possibility and freedom. Now trading, I believe, is just a means to an end. Sure, there are some traders who just love and have a passion for trading. Like some people have a passion for knitting (laughs) or a passion for driving fast cars, you know, or a passion to watch soccer. They are a diehard fan. Some people just have a passion. But for me, I believe that trading is a tool. It is one of the many tools in my investment toolbox that I can use for financial freedom. I believe that with this tool, you can have different ways of using this tool. And there are different ways that traders can be successful. Now, we all know that to be a successful trader, first of all, you need to have a plan. And you need to be able to prep really well, to have the skills to know how to trade and to know how to learn how to trade, so to improve upon being a better and better trader. And then also to be able to see and seize opportunities on the stock market. So I believe that this is a successful trifecta. Now, when you get that down, what is going to get in your way? Number one, you are either consciously unwilling to do what you plan to do, so the routines, the rituals, the habits, in order to become a successful trader, or you're subconsciously unable to. There's something in you that feels like, wait, you're banging against an invisible wall? Or you're trying so hard, you're using all your willpower, but there's just something that you just can't crack. Those are the two things that can cause you to slide backwards or to remain stagnant and you're not making any progress. Now, the way I coach as well is a very holistic approach. It's truly mind, body and spirit. And a lot of my clients can tell you this. So the mind, that is really my expertise because the eyes are essentially an extension of the brain. So back at the university, 
I studied subjects like biology, neuroscience, histology, structure and function of the human brain. So this is the reason why I say I have an obsessive personality. I would study at my desk until I fell asleep with my head on my desk. And then I would wake up and study again. This was during exam time. In Australia, they have this, they call it SWATVAC. It's during the time where you do all the hard work, like university is over, the term is over, the semester is over, and it's just exam time. And the exams are spaced out. And so in between, you're studying. And this is how I study. I was like so obsessed. So this is my personality. When I sit down, there's a problem in front of me. I want immediately to know how am I going to solve the problem or I know how to go about it. My brain knows how to go about it, solve the problem. This is my personality. (laughs) I'm a problem solver at heart. The mind, the brain. I loved neuroscience. I remember during lab work, going down into the medical building and we had the slides, the preserved slides of the cross-sections of different parts of the brain. And I remember the first time looking at it thinking, they call it grey matter and white matter, but that's bullshit because it looks so similar. And I all of a sudden understood why some brain surgeons would do brain surgery when the patient is awake because everything <laughs> looks so similar. Like the folds of the brain and everything. I was just like, oh my goodness. But I love studying neuroscience in the brain. It fascinates me. When I got my certification from the life coach school about psychology and coaching, I'm like, wow. This is so fascinating to be able to put what I learned in terms of the structure and the function of all the different ganglial cells and and everything and the neurons, being able to put that together with the psychology is a powerful combination about human behavior now. So I love studying about the mind and the body. So the nervous system, the somatics of it. So soma is basically of the body in Greek, and you would learn about somatic healing about intuition. So I also teach my clients a technique called the body compass so that you can tune in better to your intuition. And everybody is a little bit different, right? When you feel scared, some people feel a constriction in the chest. Some people feel like a heavy stone just drop into the pit of their stomach. Everybody has a very different feeling and I guide my clients and teach them a method so that they are better able to tune in and trust the intuition. And also, I believe in the spirit, that the universe has got your back, that you are 360 degrees supported, having that feeling and that everything is interconnected. That I think is truly important because we are here on this planet and we are here in bodies, in our human bodies to be able to play and have fun and experience with our five senses. What is it like to feel happiness, to feel sadness, to feel lost, to feel hurt, to feel pain, to feel joy, to feel elation? When my clients come to me and they are doggedly so harsh on themselves and wanting to experience success and it's all about profit and gains and that's all I'm like, so what do you think you'll get when you are a successful trader? What is your life about? And can you have that now rather than when you think you can only have that after being a successful trader. So I incorporate all of these principles as well as energetics. We have a balance, every one of us, whether you're male, female, whether you identify as male or whether you identify as female, we have masculine and feminine energies within us. Now, the masculine energy gives us structure and systems. 
So this is what a trader needs in terms of order to plan the routines, having a structure, having a system. What is on their watch list, ticker symbols, for example. And you need a set of rules that you adhere to. When a stock that I choose, it goes, it starts losing money. By how much percentage do I know that I want my stop loss and I need to go out? And that is a rule. It's a hard and fast rule. There's no exceptions. So you need to be able to have a set of rules for yourself. And that's the masculine energy. But also, you need to be able to, hey, I want to learn, I want to learn a new strategy. I want to try things out. And actually, I want to make the whole trading process from prep to end fun and playful like a game. So that will be your feminine energy coming in. And I coach my clients on that. So they have a balance of both masculine and feminine energies. So they have the structure, but they are also be able to feel playful and feel like they're having fun. Because seriously, if you think that it's all work and no play, that it's so stressful and pressured, then guess what? You are like a slave. It feels like a nine to five job. When actually, trading is meant to be able to give you that financial freedom so that you don't need to be a slave to your job. So we need to take into account the big picture. Another thing that I coach on is something that's quite intangible. I also coach on money intelligence. How we view money, how our parents have taught us or our society has taught us to view money, and actually, what your relationship with money is like. What does having intelligence about money feel like and look like? And also about money containers. So think about this. You know, a lot of lottery winners, they win the lottery. And then within like two to three years, they've lost all their money. It's because they don't know how to handle that amount of money. They don't know how to handle all the family and the friends and the relatives and people they never heard from from years coming to ask them about money. They just don't know how to handle that money and that is your money container. If your money container is very small, you don't have the capacity to handle large amounts of money. And this can also translate to success. So if you always feel that you've been a failure, that you've never achieved to anything much, that all your life people have been telling you that you'll never amount to much, Sometimes when you are on the brink of success, when you're on the road to success, you actually pull yourself back because you don't know what it's like to be successful. So I also coach on the money containers because some people are unable to handle success, to handle more money. And that means that you can be profitable, but you will find that you can't hold on to your money. And the secret of being a successful trader is that you can actually keep your profits. Because anybody can make money on the stock market, but can you keep your profits time and time again and have your account grow? That is the key. So as I said, being a trader and trading is actually a series of decisions that you have to make. As I mentioned, you have to learn how to prep. So your routine and your rituals. And I also coach my clients on their energy. We do an energy audit as well as their sleep patterns. Because some people feel very awake at 2am and then some people go, there is no way I need to be in bed by 10pm. So I work with them on their energy and sleep patterns so that they are the most focused when they're trading and they get the most out of it. And also how to learn because trading is like learning a new language. You have to learn how to learn. Because how do you become fluent in a new language? 
if none of you have ever taken a language subject, or maybe you did, but you go, wow, the moment I left school, I forgot all about it. And anyway, when I was at school learning it, I wasn't a good student in it. So having a plan on learning how to learn. And then the thing that's also very crucial is being able to execute and implement that plan. So if your body and your nervous system thinks things are unsafe for you and you go into flight mode or you go into freeze mode, you can have the best trading plans. You can understand your ticker symbol and the stock market and when to execute and the charts brilliantly. But if you can't press those buttons at the time when you're meant to press them, you will never be a successful trader. So I also coach my clients on their nervous system and how to feel safe and calm when they are trading. So coaching really is about accountability week after week. Because you know your plan, you know your routine, you know yourself. But week after week, trading is an activity that you do again and again and again. And as a human, you will make errors. You will slip up. There are times when you are in the flow, when you are in the groove, and there are times when you make mistakes and you goof up. So really, I am the coach that helps my clients week after week so that they can find their groove and I coach them when they goof up. So it's in between, you know, we are flowing. We are oscillating between getting there into the groove and what happens when you goof up. And there are some clients who make things, oh my gosh, this is an absolute disaster. I can't believe I did this, right? It's like the world has ended. So there's coaching in that. But later on, I also teach them how to coach themselves and their own brain because I can't always be there for you. You have to learn the skills on how to coach yourself so that, hey, things can happen, but yet you know, oh, actually, I know the skill. I can calm myself down now. And I noticed this difference when I learned the skills of coaching because let's say, for example, actually this very morning, I was about to read a book in bed and I made this fresh batch of French press coffee. And as I was reaching for my book on my nightstand, I knocked over my mug of steaming coffee onto the carpet. (laughs) Oh man, my immediate reaction was, crap! And then I was like, oh, hang on, you can calm yourself down. We know what to do. And I went to get one of those like chamois, you know, removed the stain as much as I could. And then I took the carpet cleaner out and I was very methodical and I was calm. And I managed to laugh at myself at that rather than go crap, 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 mailing your stupid, 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 stupid. I didn't veer down that spiral. I chose an upward spiral instead. And that is what coaching is. That's how coaching changes your brain. Because guess what? You can never delete your mistakes and you can never delete bad memories. Or you can never delete the past from your brain. Your brain, you can only add. So guess what? You can only focus and refocus. And the more you strengthen certain connections in your brain, the more well-worn the pathway is from neuron to neuron, Sooner or later, the other pathways that are less worn, that are less used, become so minuscule and they prune themselves. But it's based on how many times you go down that road. So you keep thinking to yourself, that was dumb, that was stupid, I can't believe that, 
Oh my gosh, this is so stressful. I'll never get it. I'm so far behind. Guess what? Those connections are constantly being strengthened. You are telling your brain this and your brain is listening. I coach my clients on language patterns because that's important on what they say to themselves. I teach them a model on how they can coach their own brain. In fact, I teach multiple models. And basically, the idea is to have these tools to be able to coach your own brain, to be able to be aware of your own individual patterns, and then you don't need me anymore. You are free to coach your own brain, to know yourself so well in terms of emotions. You know exactly what your kryptonite is, how destructive you can be to yourself, and then you know the tools and the process of how to get yourself out of it so that you are always on the road to progress instead and that you can achieve your goal. And that is my coaching philosophy. (laughs) So I hope you found this enlightening. What I believe in, my philosophy, what I do for my clients, where I've come from in terms of my studies, my mission, my passion. And I hope this is helpful to you because being aware of where you are right now And being able to say yes to yourself that, hey, I want to seek help and support. And there are a million and one coaches out there. Find the coach that resonates with you. That you resonate with in terms of their values and philosophies. Because I tell you, my friends, coaching changed my life. And it can change yours too. I hope you found this useful. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.